those effing C words. Changing confidence, child. Two words that are so scary, they may as well be personal. Let's talk about it. On this podcast, we'll share our stories about hardship and starting over, making professional pivots, ending relationships and friendships, and having the confidence to navigate change. I'm Marcia Cork, the change coach, and this is Ooh, Those Effing C Words. Hey, hey, and happy Friday, MCs. I'm Marcia Cork, and this is Ooh, Those FNC Words. Welcome back. Listen, we are well into December, and I am already reflecting on what a year it's been. I am inspired by the season. I'm inspired by that song, My Favorite Things. So this week, I've decided to give you snippets of the top five episodes and moments of 2022. I'm going to share some wins and just love on you all and thank you for the love, for your love of the show. I've noticed we also have some new listeners, some new MCs. So this is the perfect episode for you guys to get a peek at a few of the past episodes while you get caught up, you know? So these five episodes were the most downloaded episodes of 2022. And what I love about this finding, what the top five shows were, is that it's proof of the variety of change um, and hardship that we experience, you know, how varied that is, and how what other people experience still resonates with us. You know, we can have empathy and compassion and understanding for what they're going through, even if we're experiencing something completely different. I love that because these five shows, very different subject matter, but they all resonated with you, with you guys. So that empathy and compassion is definitely in my audience. And that's exactly what I wanted for this podcast. So thank you. So let's jump into the listener faves, the top five, my fave five most downloaded episodes for 2022. Coming in at number five, episode 15, that was called Putting Your Wants First, How to Not Sound Rehearsed, and What's a LinkedIn Audit? So in this snippet, I'm answering a listener letter about having a difficult conversation and the technique of pretty much just ripping off that Band-Aid, removing from what I call a reactive state to a proactive state, right? When you build up all this anxiety around having a conversation, you're constantly in react, react mode and you're anxious. But if you just jump ahead, leap ahead and discuss the hard part, Yes, it's hard, but it's only, you know, 15, 30 minutes of hard <laughs> versus the constant state of anxiety and being in that reactive state. So episode 15, number five, here's how my response to that listener went. All right, guys, welcome back. So we are jumping into MCQ&A. Question one came by direct message. We'll call this listener Torn. And Torn says... Okay, coach, <laughs> I need your help. I'm an educator and I've got former parents asking me to tutor their kids after school. I promised my husband and children that I wouldn't do after school tutoring so I could be available for my grandbabies, but I feel torn. So attached to my students, love what I do, extra cash is nice, saying no is really hard work because I can already hear 
how your decision benefits the other parties, right? We can see how it benefits her husband and children being available to them in the afternoons. We can see how it benefits the grandbabies being available to the grandbabies, right? Also keeping a promise to the family. And we see the benefit to the students, the benefit to the parents. But I don't hear the benefit for yourself. So that's the first thing to decide, because if you're making the decision to be available to other people, but there's a longing to actually still do this kind of work, um, to, you know, to continue to be available to the students, then I would lead with, like I said, positioning what you need as you approach your family and not really giving them an opportunity to talk you out of it. So saying something like this. So I've made a decision to continue tutoring after school, but here's why. I know this impacts you, but ultimately it's the best decision for me. This is what's gonna leave me feeling fulfilled. And I know you care about me being fulfilled. So this type of statement, as you can hear, it really doesn't give them an opportunity to interject. It doesn't give people an opportunity to say, but you said, because you're saying, okay, I've made this decision and here's why. So you're jumping right into your explanation of how it's a need for you and how it benefits you. How can anyone oppose what you say brings you joy and leaves you feeling fulfilled without them being selfish or narcissistic? Right? So that's a good way to approach difficult conversations is to communicate a need right up front. The hardest part about the difficult conversations is the fear and the anxiety that we build for all of the days, weeks, and months leading up to this conversation. So with conflict resolution, the technique or you know, the skill that you work on is being able to rip off the bandage. It's being able to say the hard stuff and say what needs to be said quickly so that you get to the other side of the hard part. So people in situations like this, when you are having a hard time broaching a conversation, think about it like that. The sooner I have this conversation, the sooner I'm over the hump versus dodging it, running from it and carrying the, that anxiety with me every day. It's an oversimplification, but if you start from a place of how does this benefit me? What do I really want? And what decisions should I make so that, so that my needs are met and I am fulfilled? And then just plan to have the difficult conversation as quickly as possible. So good luck, Torn. If you ever share an MC Q&A and I share it on the show, please write back in and give us an update on how things turned out. All right. Okay. And coming in at number four, episode 12. Here's how to start selling yourself. So in this episode, I walked listeners through my It's Me approach, I-T-S-M-E. It's an acronym for my five-step approach to creating an elevator pitch, brand story, and pitch deck effectively. So in that episode, three MCs were brave enough to submit their elevator pitches to me and get my feedback against my It's Me approach. So let's listen in to the feedback I gave one of those MCs. Do you have a child in grades K through five that although 
he or she is a very smart, very bright child, very hard worker, continues to struggle with reading in the classroom. Would you agree that as a parent, that investing in your child's education is one of the most important decisions that you will make in your child's life? Do you wish that you had a reading specialist to work with your child that has classroom experience and is also trained in the latest reading techniques and strategies and also understands an IEP, a 504 plan, RTI, dyslexia, and knows how to work with those things? And also that would be willing to partner with you, with your child's teachers, and with your child's therapist to come up with the most effective plan to help your child? Well, if you answered yes to those questions, then you sound like a great candidate for CLH Tutoring Services, LLC. All right. So this one is more of what we would put together as an elevator pitch, you know, more of a structured elevator pitch. So let's see, we had the M for sure, master, mastery and credibility for sure. We can definitely hear the extent of her experience in this elevator pitch. Yes, did you all hear that? There is something in this person's work history, you know, working with these unique populations that makes for a beautiful story. You know, she can share a, some really good stories about the families that she works with. That would be great for getting the T in there. Right now, the T isn't in there. I think the solution is obvious. The S is obvious. But the T, I, I can guarantee that what drove her to providing this very holistic, you know, comprehensive tutoring structure is probably based on <laughs> some past experience with you know, a specific student or specific family or several families, or, you know, maybe there was a gravitational pull for her to be more hands-on with families because working for a larger institution, maybe she wasn't able to do that. You know, we couldn't have that, that one-on-one, you know, very much like the previous example that we gave. So if she were to expand that into a brand story, that tea, that truth, that background, is what she's going to want to include, you know, as that testimony. Can you feel that? Can you feel the difference? Can you feel how much closer to her experience you would be if you were a potential client? You know, this is great content for transferring into a brand story. This this particular pitch makes for a beautiful brand story. So working with this example and with this format that is very much a traditional elevator pitch, how that looks as my it's me approach is probably more more like um, my name is so and so. You know, you're going to give your name, and I'm a, concept, a comprehensive reading specialist. I have classroom experience. I have specialized experience working with 504 plans, IEDs, um, cases of dys- dyslexia, and. Several years ago, and you might, you know, specify how many years, because that's also part of that ma- that credibility, you know, telling us your credentials, how many years you've been in the business. 
So you might say, you know, seven years ago while working in the public school system, I met a family. And then you would tell that family's unique story, that emotional story. And then you'd say, and that stayed with me. You know, that experience shaped how I offer service to my clients. And now I, and then explain what it is that you do, you know, what sets you apart from others, what sets your tutoring service apart from the others. And then of course, you're gonna cl close out with that call to action. So call me at, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero <laughs> to schedule your complimentary consultation and to book an assessment or, you know, whatever her next steps would be, okay? Do you hear that? Do you hear the difference and just how much more connected to that story you might be? The third most downloaded episode was about moving abroad. See what I mean? Very different subject matter. That was episode 23 called, I moved to Mexico for my mental, emotional, and financial wellness. So that episode featured two additional guests. In addition to Natisha Willis, who moved to Mexico, there were two additional guests who moved to Puerto Rico and to Costa Rica. And this really had us feeling we could sell off everything and just move across the world, didn't it? So here are a few of my favorite snippets from that conversation. Part of your research needs to be putting your body in the space and seeing if this is a place that you want to come back to. Yeah. Yes. You know, that, yes. that I think after being here for four years, that's actually one of the reasons I started renting out my apartment for a week at a time, because I realized people were doing all this research online, but if you don't come and actually live yeah. the way that I live, right? Emotion. So I'll set up, you know, the food delivery that I use, the juice delivery. I have the massage therapist come to the house for you, like mm -hmm. the Spanish teacher I use. Like, if you don't have, if you're not living the way that I live, yeah. When you come here, you're not actually having the experience you're going to have. Right. You're still getting a tourist experience. Exactly. Yeah. So as mm -hmm. much as possible, try to come to the place, visit the place, right? Try not to do the all or nothing thing, which I think is typically what we do. It's like, well, I'm going to throw cares to the wind and now I'm packing and moving. Yeah. Wow, come visit. Use yeah. some of those vacation days, especially, you know, if you can work remote, like come and visit and see what it feels like to be here and to yeah. actually live here. And I heard that that was consistent with each of you. Each mm -hmm. of you went made multiple trips there before. I didn't, but well, <laughs> but that's your lesson learned, right? <laughs> but um, but to right. that, that's so okay. true. Um, just sorry, really quickly. That's so right. true mm -hmm. here in Puerto Rico too. People who have stayed the longest. And actually, we're able to enjoy. I mean, wasn't to enjoy about the island, but to um, enjoy lifestyle outside of the states are those who embrace it because there are still yeah. people. And I've met other people from the states here who can't can't stand living here because oh my gosh, no one wants to speak in English. I'm like, well, it's not mm -hmm. all, you know, it's, uh, you know, no one is uh, or is disorganization. And I wouldn't say disorganized, but because we are so to the T in the states, yeah, outside is kind of feel. a different orientation. What are they to the T in the states? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> all right, what have Naomi served? How long you staying in line for DMV? How exactly. often do you complain about how right. rules apply right. to some folk and don't apply to other folks? Come on. 
And so I decided I came and looked at a beautiful apartment where I am now. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I decided that I wanted to share this experience and all the resources I'd gathered and everything that I'd learned um, with other people who wanted to feel um, or experiment with what it felt like to live like an expat, you know, being in Playa del Carmen for all the reasons I mentioned, right? It's a tourist town. Um, so if you want to practice your Spanish, you can. Um, if you want to speak English, you can. It's, okay. you know, all major um, cities have a flight to Cancun almost every day. And okay. Cancun is like a 45 minute ride away. Um, so you can get back to the States, you know, if you needed to. Um but there's like this, I think this is just the perfect place for experimenting with what it feels like to live abroad and just testing it out. And yeah. so I decided I would, you know, for one week at a time, like I would share my space and share all my resources and really support people in um, what I like to call, like I said, working well, leading well um, and being well, you know, and thriving as the, the best version of themselves. Mm. After listening to that again, <laughs> I feel like I want to take Natisha up on her offer. A week immersed in Mexico, I might just do it. What do y'all think? Email me and let me know if you've ever given moving abroad some thought. And at number two, the second most downloaded episode was the male perspective on dating after divorce separation and long-term relationships. It was episode 24. It featured two cast members from Oprah Winfrey Network TV's uh, Ready to Love and a Mad Flavor TV Network producer. One of the guests, Corey Beeland, definitely ruffled a few feathers with his comments, but I have to admit, his metaphors and analogies are spot on. It's the thing I love about Corey. He definitely does his research and you got to respect that. I actually had Corey back on for another episode about online dating, episode 28. But yeah, here are three of my favorite moments from that episode. So yeah, so she said she was filing, but next thing I know, I look around Christmas time, I'm trying to hang out with her and she's up taking pictures with her husband. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then and then he's and then he's he's on the back end um messaging me and so and this we actually meet her, me, her, me, and her husband actually play used to play football together. So he, he was friends on Facebook too. So he actually messaged me on Facebook, was like, Hey man, why are you doing my wife? I'm like, She oh. told me she was separated. Oh, she told me she was separated. I'm thinking, oh, bro, I'm not trying to mess with her if she if she's still with you. You know what I mean? And so, but that's what she was telling me. And then find out she was lying, she was saying she was separate, but they were still, I don't know what they was doing, but it was so so now I'm a little bit more conscious when a woman says that uh -huh. just because of that experience. Would you take your life savings and put it into a stock that 60% of the chance you're, you're going to lose your money? They all say no. Then I asked them, I says, hey, would you still put your life savings in that same stock where 80% of the time the CFO is quitting the company because he can't quite get the numbers right? Would you still invest in it? They all say no. Well, guess what? That's that's marriage. 60% of marriage in the United States fell in the board or fail. And 80% of marriages are being filed by women. So for me as a man, that's not a good deal to marry somebody to, 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 to in the context of marriage. So I need someone to understand that this is bigger than marriage. I we are bigger it. than marriage. 
got a I one in one chance. I, I will. I will I, agree. One to two chance. I will agree with Corey on 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 the point that men don't typically leave their wives. It definitely is the women that leave. Since I was 16, I've never really had to do anything by myself. And so it was kind of weird. And I was like, I, you know, I could go to a movie by myself, but I laugh a little harder when somebody's laughing next yeah. to me. So, okay. so I I was a little selfish in that, you know, I was I was going out with women, but to me it was hanging out. Mm-hmm. I just was like. I'm using you for as much as you using me because I'd rather go to the movie with, with companionship yeah. than, than to go alone. Yeah. So I did that for a while, for a long while. And it was funny how uh, some women was like, well, is that it? And I was like, yeah, that's it. You know, we over, we ate. And then it was, <laughs> another, it was another thing. It was like, because I, I, I am where I am, you know, if we you go- said, well, that's the night. See what I mean about those metaphors and analogies? Corey's on it. And Cornelius and Malik's stories had me cracking up. It makes me want to go back and listen to that full episode again. It was a good one. Listen, that conversation and that episode was an hour and a half long. And I remember saying to myself when I was, you know, posting the promos for that show, who says men don't talk? You know, we always say that, but this episode is reflective of, you know, just what can be revealed when we get men in a room and get them to start talking freely. So I already have it on my mind to make that one of the live podcast recordings. Go back and re-listen to that episode. It was a good one. Okay. So that brings us to number one, not to be outdone. The women took the lead This was the conversation that got everybody buzzing and telling me that we needed the male perspective in the divorce and separation conversation. So coming in as the crowd favorite, number one for plays and downloads, it was episode 19, Changed Ever After, Life After Divorce or Separation. And here's some great snippets from that conversation. Like me finding myself actually... I think happened before the separation, which probably propelled the separation, which propelled the divorce because it it was the same thing where you get caught up in your family then, and then you you lose yourself. And I started doing things for myself. Um, You know, I started doing outdoors thing. I started doing Mm -hmm. fitness. Um, I started doing all these things for myself and then it kind of gave me a sense of, okay, what do you want? And it gave me a, a almost like a sense of confidence. Um, but yeah, going, going back to the dating thing, like it's like one of those things where you have to be patient um, because I feel like it, these streets are rough. Like they're, they are definitely not easy, um, but you just have to know what you want. You really have to make a declaration because you can be swayed easily. Oh yeah, um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's easy to be way? swayed, but swayed in what way? Like if you, like, like say if you're like, well, I'm not gonna accept this from a guy or whatever, or I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with this, I'm not gonna deal with that. But if he's coming, I mean, swinging, then you know it's kind of hard to, to <laughs> like, I don't know if I can say that, but <laughs> you know it's kind of yeah, like, but. 
you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll just change it. And there are some things you should change, like or consider changing. I was just gonna say, you know, I think it's also important to find happiness in whatever season that you're in, right? You know, when you're single. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be so fixated on trying to get married that you don't make the most right. out of your single mm -hmm. life. Like there's something to be said yeah. for the like single that. life. The single life ain't yeah. all bad, you know, and it's the married not. life ain't all good either. Right. So whatever season you're in, yeah. you know, while you're on while you're trying to take steps to get to the next step, mm -hmm. don't negate the beauty in the current season that you're in. That's all I want yeah. to say. Yeah. So what do, what parting words do you have? So if we are circling back to the top of this conversation and someone listening to this episode thinking, I feel like I need to make some changes. What does life look like for me after this change? What, wisdom, what can you I share? Just, I would say this, put God first. And at any point you feel you deserve more, it means you do. And there you have it, MCs. The top five performing episodes, the fave five of 2022. But I have to give honorable mention also to episodes 14 and episodes 28. Those were the interview secret revealed episodes and the online dating episodes because they were nearly neck and neck with number five on the list. So I'm glad that you guys enjoyed these episodes as much as I enjoyed making them. Again, I'm feeling real nostalgic. I want to go back and listen to a few. Don't you? Do you ever go back and re-listen to episodes? Email me and let me know how many how many of you actually listened to the episodes more than once. I know we had a listener write in a couple of weeks ago saying that she listened to the divorce episode, episode several times. Well, if you're enjoying them that much, don't keep it all to yourself. Let's make it a habit to share every episode by text or email with at least one friend and tell them to follow the show. You can always, you know, copy the link from the episode notes and, you know, text it to a friend, email it to a friend, invite them into our little community of MCs. And don't forget to rate and review the episodes. So far, I'm maintaining a five-star review in Apple Podcasts, but I would love to see more actual reviews. So please drop me a review if you're willing. Speaking of my community of MCs in 2023, as I mentioned earlier, I'll be stepping from behind the mic and doing more live events. So make sure you sign up to receive the live event announcements and updates by going to marciacork.com and just subscribe when you see the pop-up. And I do have a January 8th event already on the books. So get your tickets now for that. It's a self-care and wellness event. It's called Different, Better, More. For the life you want, what are you going to do differently? What are you going to do better? And what are you going to do more of in 2023? Yes, we are already looking ahead to the new year and what we're going to do differently. I'll try to give the link here. It's a I made a bit.ly link. So bit.ly forward slash diff better. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-I-F-F better, B-E-T-T-E-R. But I'm also going to drop that in the episode notes, of course. That's going to do it for today. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this ride down memory lane. Till next time. Bye-bye.